Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, dawn. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it. Keeping the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back, welcome back, family. You're now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on SiriusXM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Wake up, wake up. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. Hey, yeah, it's your girl Dice Gamble checking in. Yes, y'all better wake up. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to tune into The Fix, so thank you. <laughs> on this thirsting for the Lord Thursday. Always thirsting for the Lord. Nothing else. And His righteousness and His holiness. We just want to go to that place where people understand kingdom marriage is uh, different. I think um, that conversation we had yesterday, mm. um, I think we was like 50-50. I think some, you know, agree with the uh, whole Pastor Dietrich Haddon and his uh, his wife, Lady Dominique, mm. and mm. them sharing some of their video footage of his mm. 50th birthday celebration and them dancing. Um, I was talking to my wife. It's funny because I was like, I remember, you know, and I just know our family functions and the parties we went to. Like, I remember in the 90s, uh, Dice, you remember when the Atomic Dog came on and he was at a party? I just, I, I just remember everybody's back. Everybody's back a little bit lean forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember as a guy, let's be very clear, you was trying to get close to that certain honey you'd be looking at all night. And when she, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like I say, when, when she bent that back a little bit, I, yeah, I ain't gonna, I'm going down with it. So I don't know what, what it was called. And, and I think about my parents. I grew up, uh, my parents love in Motown. I believe, uh, when Marvin Gaye's sexual healing came on, I believe when, uh, gotta give it up came on. Yeah, I seen a little. I seen my mama and daddy do that bump, and and and, and listen, they let us know, no, no, this hey. is this okay. This is this your mama, this this your daddy. Yeah, we can show love. But I so I just want to make sure everybody remembers, like, uh, whether you're not doing it now, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't go to parties now and that's not your thing, bless you. Mm-hmm. But for the ones who still do it and are married, so my issue is when you're not married. If mm-hmm. you're not married, let's be very clear: you setting yourself up to fail. Because you, yes, let's be very clear. I can be transparent. We grown here. Yeah. yeah. When you do certain dances and you up close with that certain female, your wife. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, parts start yeah. to arise. Yes. Motions yeah. start to arise. You get a little horny, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> let's be very that's what That's what it's about. Cause you guys yeah. are connecting and it is a sexual vibration that comes out of that. But yeah. I believe the Bible is clear. Mm-hmm. I do. When you talk about 
how a married couple is supposed to embrace each other. And I think it's okay to a certain extent for the ones who want to do it. So like, mm. this might not be for everybody. So like, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a prime example. Like, I wouldn't put any video footage out of me dancing with my wife like that. But do will I dance with my wife like that? Absolutely. If she choose to do that, I promise you, I'm gonna try to get down as low as I can with her. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna outshoot me. You know, we, we in this together, mama. So, you know, so I think mm. for the ones who want to put it out, you know, you can agree to disagree, but do it in love. That's, mm. that's my biggest thing, you know, make the comment in love make the comment in a way to where it's not distasteful and now we get into this arguing confrontation as believers mm -hmm. i don't think that's healthy i'm like 10 steps away from uh releasing a porno with my husband y'all have made me upset y'all have upset me <laughs> and everybody knows me don't they know I'm, I'm probably you, making... I'm pro no, don't do I'm it. Don't done. do it. Save it. Save it. We got at least 20 more years, Dice, before saying. you can release that. It's, and let me just say, and because I, I want to recap our conversation that we had offline. On day one, I thought this was funny. I was like, ha ha, he he. Because Dietrich has a lot of haters. We know that. From day one, he's out of the box. He's 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 cute. He's he's in the game. He's, he's a man of God. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't mind looking sexy and dressing nice. He's in movies. He's an actor. He's a producer. Here's, he is the uh, Prince and Michael Jackson, a gospel. You can't touch him. He is always in his bag, but he's a loving man of God and he's a father. And it's like, it's totally disrespectful for the community that says and claims y'all love him and y'all support him. And y'all know this man is getting fed and feeding y'all the word. It's like, when he wants to celebrate his video, half a hundred, the man is half 100. When he want to celebrate that and his beautiful wife is there and she just want to make him feel good on his birthday. And y'all got a problem with that? What is wrong with you? Like it's, it's almost as if you would have rather him got caught in a scandal. You would have rather him got caught uh, with another man doing that it's almost like you a robot a dog anything else but his wife that's the feedback that is all focus i googled this the other day it was seventy-two thousand hits on his birthday party and i was like what and guess what the majority of the people commenting no he need to keep that wherever he need to keep that it was it was the church and I want to argue with you that God made man and made man for woman, made the marriage. And everybody knows, listen, how God feels about marriage and any type of love and feelings that you have together with your husband or wife, they should be celebrated. It's y'all married. Y'all have, have created a covenant. Y'all are under covenant. You God is covering you. And if I can't be amongst my friends, if if I can't be with my friends and y'all love me and celebrate me, the door is over there. Please walk out of my life. Are you serious? And like, I, I love, listen, Domarella, you're awesome. I love how she said, I wasn't even trying to get, you know, do what I do. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to just have fun. And I, and with all due respect, I watched the video and she was very kind and he was cute to be there and be like, Oh, my boo. Uh oh, you know what I'm saying? And I love their expression of love because folks you and i both know the average i'll say the average i'll say half of marriages in christianity they are not happy they they don't feel comfortable even you just said it a moment ago and it's no slight to you you said well i wouldn't put a video out like that why we have to start asking ourselves why 
why can't I love my wife? Why can't I love my husband? Why can't I? No, and I, what I'm saying is like, I'm talking no, about a mini clip, a mini clip. Even right. I have been, and I, I'll be real with you because uh, me and my husband, we went on a birthday trip in uh, Hawaii, uh, Mexico, somewhere anyways. And I, my sister posted a picture of me and I had her in a bathing suit. And my husband literally was in the background in the cabana. And people was like, oh, I can't believe you posted on, this, on the internet. I didn't post it. My sister posted it. But guess what? My husband, we, we at the beach. We on vacation. We in the water. It's 106 degrees. But there's this misconception like any part of sexuality between you and your mate or you, you know, what I'm saying you outside of you teaching and preaching at church on Sunday, you're going to go to hell for it. And I'm over it. That's why I was like, I am so done with this. Like we accept every single thing on screen, every type of mismanaged relationship, every type of bestiality, uh, every type of unnatural form of sexuality and attraction we accept it it's on commercials it's on basketball commercials banking commercials we accept it nobody say nothing but when you have a man of god and his wife trying to have fun at a at a 50th birthday party and you got a you got like a a, a, thir- a three second clip you know what i'm saying you're jealous you're envious maybe you don't like a natural relationship but you need to come to grips with yourself you know, when you're like, oh, no, they can't celebrate their love. What's wrong with you? You got a problem. You got a, either you're unhappy with your relationship. You're jealous. You wish you had that. You're jealous that this man got him a cute little uh, wife. You jealous that they fly all the time. You jealous that God is blessing them. But you need to go spend some time in your closet. You need to go repent. And you need to repent to him online. Or you need to pick up the phone and repent to him to his face. You need to go apologize to them and say, you know what? I am not your God. I do not have a heaven or hell I can put you in. I should just be celebrating your love. The fact that you actually love and care about each other and trying to have fun. So no, I'm over it. Like I said, day one, I was like, ha ha, he he. And day two, I was like, you guys are disgusting. And you need to go ask God for forgiveness. Go to the man and woman of God, ask for forgiveness. Some of y'all need to take an offering and I'm on God. On God, some of y'all need to fast 30 days and figure out why can I accept that a man loves his wife? Why can I accept that? Why does that bother me? You need to go check yourself. Well, yeah, listen, Dice, we're going to continue to talk about it because I think kingdom marriage is something that we got to continue to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to, uh, you know, make sure we love on y'all. And, and thank you for everybody who's commented on any of our posts mm-hmm. on our page. Well, we, you know, we, we love you and we agree to disagree uh, for the ones who we, we agree to disagree with. And it's perfectly fine. Listen, of course, you know, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Y'all came for these bangers. We're going to get into this music. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, we have Von Juan on today for the spiritual detox. He got a new project out. He got 25 different artists on the dice, so uh, we'll be excited <laughs> to sit down and chop it up with him. He can catch us up on everything he's been doing, his pastoring, and everything he got going on in Houston. And yeah, mm-hmm. our real talk conversation for the day. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it. Facts or feelings? We're going to talk about it. Uh, it's a long, long, long overdue conversation for this facts over feelings. Mm. Um, that's something that I constantly hear on on the regular. I don't mm. feel like doing it or wow. I'm in my feelings. And, wow. you know, so we're going to talk about that thing, you know, facts or feelings. So that's the real talk conversation for the day. Let's get into some music and we'll be right back. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your boy DJ Focus checking back in. You know, you tuned into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Holy Culture Radio Series XM Channel 154. You know what time it is. Stop playing. Time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we got a, we got an exclusive today. Yeah, I'll be saying that exclusive all the time, but I'm telling y'all, some uh, listen these these this content to be coming out these conversations i'm telling y'all is rich y'all need to make sure y'all got your notepad ready because i already know he gonna come over here and he gonna keep it a buck uh i've been following my guy for a while let's be very clear um i think the first introduction i had to this uh uh pastor uh super talented artist producer he does it all um he sampled a Bone Thugs and Harmony track. You know, I'm from Cleveland, yeah. so I think it was called Legal Money or something. It, it's been a minute, but I, I remember legal, it was a sample. Money. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a sample from Bone Thugs and Harmony. And he listen, you ain't got to sell me. I'm I'm born and raised Cleveland, Ohio. So yeah, yeah. Bone and Thugs and Harmony is solid gold to us. So ever since then, listen, I, I've I've been taking the ride. Mixtapes, compilations. He didn't put it out at all. He didn't work with just about everybody you can think about in CHH. And even on the mainstream, let's be very clear. He's very respected. Uh, he in H Town. So yeah, he can pull up on some of the, some of your, uh, your mainstream artists that y'all probably rock with too as well. And I know he probably has great conversations with him. So listen, without further ado, help me welcome in my brother, uh, a super dope pastor, artist, rapper, producer. He do it all. Von Wine. What's going on, bro? What up, man? I appreciate the opportunity to get on and, uh, share my story and, and uh, man, but good seeing you, bro. I love what you got, you guys got going on. It's a big deal. Man, listen, y'all, you, you you make it easy for us because you, you keep making bangers. So yeah, long as you keep on. making bangers, I got a job. So bless you. Right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, walk us through it because, you know, I, I've heard it before, but for our listeners who may not know Von Juan, give us the, yeah. the short backstory of your faith journey. Man, my short backstory, born in St. Croix, Virgin Islands, man, moved to Houston when I was only two years old. My father got a job as an engineer and, uh, man, started playing sports real early, football, basketball, got to high school, uh, ended up, you know, excelling in track and field, got a full-paid track and field scholarship to Rice University, man, got to travel across the U.S. and um, did the Pan Am Games, all these things, man, but right before, uh, you know, the Olympics and things like that, ended up injuring my knee and then also found out months later that, that my father... Um, you know, was only had months to live. So it was, uh, I took two real tough blows early and uh, that just took me down a rabbit hole of just, man, alcohol, drugs. And, uh, you know, after I graduated from Rice, after being all American, man, I just, I call it a post ball of depression, man. I just started making a ton of bad decisions. Pulled over one night uh, by the Pearland police out here in Houston, Texas, the suburb in Houston. And uh, man, quick, uh, chase to the house, police chase behind me. They call for backup, and uh, and I get they come into the house, and and I, it was in that moment where I was tased. I don't know if you want me to slow the story down, but you know that's kind of in the midst of all that, man. Is when I made the decision to say yes to the Lord, and I started doing uh, Christian hip hop events, poetry nights, and you know third Thursdays, fourth Fridays, and that took me from just doing CHH to then, you know, youth pastor, youth pastor position and then a campus pastor position. And most recently, um, you know, I worked for Engine Radio for a couple of years as a senior marketing manager. And then most recently we planted uh, Space City Church and we're about to be five years old. So pastor and lead pastor now. But uh, I know this thing was talking about like near life ending uh, stories. And uh, when I saw that, that's when I reached out. I was like, hey, man, definitely got a story for you guys. I think would be uh, beautiful to tell. Absolutely. And I thank you for sharing that. You know, one, I, I want to ask, you know, wh uh, what made you run from the police? Like, wh were you dirty? Did you, you have something in the trunk you ain't supposed to have? Yeah, I was very high. You know what I mean? Very okay. high. 
coming home from a concert, and I would always stop. I had just got married. Daughter was two months old. My wife didn't really know I was dabbling in other drugs outside of uh, marijuana and things like that. So, man, I would always stop at this stop sign right before the house. And the one night when I stopped at the house and I was, you know, getting high and a cop came up from behind me with his lights off, they were actually looking for somebody in the neighborhood that had did something. I, I guess they just fit, I fit the description and they were just trying to find someone. So I, they came over the speaker and they said, uh, stay, you know, get outside the vehicle. They said, step outside the vehicle. So I stepped outside the vehicle and as soon as a cop came out of his car, he automatically drew his weapon on me. So for me, that was just a little bit, um, like I knew I was doing something wrong. I knew I had drugs on me, but he he didn't really know. So for him to pull the gun that fast, and, and at that time, there was a lot of people that had got shot by police officers. So for me, I screamed at the top of my voice. I said, don't shoot, man. Like, so that the neighbors, whoever was in any near capacity could hear me say that. And when I screamed, he kind of pulled his gun back. And then in my high mind, I jumped back into the car and I burned off down the street. Because again, I was probably about eight, nine houses down from my crib. Burn off down the street, jump out, leave the drugs in the car. And I run in the house and I start changing my clothes. I knew I smelled like weed. And I told my wife at that time, hey man, the police are behind me. I told my sister, she was in the house with my six month old nephew. Police are behind me, man, y'all go out there and kind of talk to him, whatnot. And I went to the back and started changing my clothes, man. And uh, my wife goes, they, they knock on the door and they say, hey man, we're looking for such and such. And, um, you know, she said, yeah, he's there. She, he said, either you go back there and get him or I'm going in there to get him. And she said, well, I'm going to go back there and I'll get him. But as she walked back to come get me, he just went, he just came into the house. So he comes back to the room where I'm at and I'm changing my clothes. He's like, man, let, let's talk outside. And I'm like, man, we can talk right here. And he was like, man, we need to talk outside. I was like, we can talk right here. And he put his hand on his gun. He said, we need to talk outside. And I was like, all right, let's go talk outside. You know what I mean? I said, we just going to talk. And he was like, yeah, man, we just going to talk. So we get outside and uh, he says, what's your name? I said, Bahaligan Walwin, which is my real name. And when I said Bahaligan Walwin, his response was, stop playing with me. What's your name? And I'm like, Bahaligan Walwin. And my wife is trying to explain to him that my real name is Bahaligan Walwin, but he thought I was trying to mess around with him. At this time, Officer 2 comes on the scene and he sees us going back and forth about our name. And he says, just put him in cuffs. So when they said, hey, just put him in cuffs, in my mind, I'm like, hey, I came out here to just talk. And when they try to grab me, that's the first. I shrugged off, kind of pushed off a little bit. And that's when they hit me with that first taser. And that taser kind of flew by my wife's face, hit me in my back. And I remember falling to the ground and I and I crawl in the house and I run back to that back area where that room was. And there was a first door. I closed that door and then I, and then I went into the restroom and I closed that door. So now I'm now now I'm in the restroom, taser pinned in my back. I'm, I'm calling my attorney i'm checking in with a guy i grew up with it's still my attorney board member to this day and uh and i let him know what's going on and he was basically like man hey you stuck bro you're gonna have to go out there and face the music but then i can hear more officers coming into the house my wife is screaming bon they got the guns drawn they had all you know four officers with their guns drawn at the door and i'm inside like man you know trying i'm praying i'm I'm realizing, like, man, I, I didn't mess. I'm, I'm going here. And basically, he told me, he said, you're going to jail, but we're going to get you out. So just do what you got to do. So I opened up that first door, and um, and I just stuck my hands out to show them I didn't have any weapons. So when I came out, I kind of got on my knees. I thought they were just going to grab me and arrest me. But, man, they start, they start beating up on your boy, man, and uh, punching me and hitting me and kicking me. And so I naturally, man, I'm 
I start to fight back. So I'm so from coming out the restroom to through the living room to the kitchen, I'm fighting for officers. And uh, again, man, I'm full of powder. I'm full of I'm I'm high. You know what I'm saying? Going back and forth, they get me on the ground. My wife is holding my two-month-old daughter. The baby's screaming. My nephew's screaming. My sister's there. And the police keep saying, stay still. Stay still. Don't move. Stop resisting. But I'm not moving. But they just keep saying it so they can keep hitting me. And they Mm. hit me with a stun gun. Kick him. I mean, they beat me till I just end up passing out. Wow. And now I passed out on the kitchen floor. And they pick me up. And they start to take me outside. And they're talking crazy to my wife. We're going to take the baby away from y'all. See, yes, all this stuff. So while they're dragging me outside, I start to wake up a little bit. And as I'm waking up, as I'm I'm asking what they were doing, because I honestly felt like they were either putting something in my mouth. I don't know what was going on, but they hit me again. Boom. I don't know what they cracked me with. They hit me in my head, and then they threw me on the side of the house, right by by where my car was. Messed up my shoulder, um, and I was laying on the ground not breathing. Right. And they opened up the car. They found some weed. They found some cocaine. They, you know, and they like started waving and saying, man, we got them now. And, and uh, but here I am and I'm laying on the cement. And my wife said my eyes were just glazed over and I wasn't breathing. And they wouldn't let her get close to me. So she was probably like eight, 10 feet from me, laying on the ground with her face to the ground, like trying to make eye contact with me, saying, breathe, Vaughn, breathe. That's what she said. But for me now, let me tell you, during this time, I'm in a place and there's a story I would always tell when I first got saved because I was such on I was on fire for God. But my bro, I found myself in a place of utter darkness, right? Wow. And it's like I could see darkness for miles. I could it just like it's like and I couldn't and you couldn't feel the presence of God, man. It's like right now where we're sitting, the presence of God is around us. But where I was at, it was void from any feeling of God. And I'm talking to myself. And I'm saying, man, you're the same one that was praying in the circle for your basketball games. You're the same one that went to youth camp. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm, I'm being reminded of all the moments in Christ that I was pursuing and living the Christian lifestyle. But it was, but I was saying, and look at where you at. You know, what I'm saying, look, look at where you ended up. And then it's like I start seeing these demons, my bro, like growling, jumping in my stomach, like, and I'm screaming, Jesus. I know it sounds crazy. I don't tell the story as much anymore. But I'm in this place of darkness and these demons are surrounding me and they're jumping in my stomach and growling at me. And I'm screaming, Jesus. And about the sixth or seventh time that I screamed the name of Jesus, they kind of just like scattered, right? And at that point, I, I start to see like a light and I start to see, I don't know if you've ever been drunk before and the room is spinning, but it was like the room was spinning and it was a light and it was, you know, my wife was still there telling me to breathe and the ambulance now, the guy's in my face and the flashlight's in my face and I sit up and I'm breathing real heavy because I'm, 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 you know, I'm breathing again. They're like, did you swallow any drugs? I'm like, no, nah, I didn't swallow any drugs. He said, do you want to go to jail or the hospital? And I was, I had enough sense to say, man, take me to the hospital, right? So they, they put me in the back of the ambulance. And uh, the whole time, the police officers back there, we don't want people like you in this neighborhood. You go to jail for a long time. And I find myself at the hospital that night and I'm handcuffed to the hospital bed and just reliving everything that just happened. I'm reliving my life. I'm thinking about, man, I'm, a, I'm an All-American athlete. I'm a Rice University graduate. You know what I mean? I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a Christian. But, but look at where I'm at. Because at that time, I was I was chasing the bag. I was... Paul Wall had just got a deal. Chameleon there. Little, little guys that we were just in the club with. 
they were getting these deals. So we were pursuing it. And all the stuff, as I lay in the bed that day, I really had a chance to contemplate. And I said, uh, I, I had a problem with pride. Transformed, uh, Optimus Prime. Got tased, found myself in the hospital line, looking up to the ceiling, handcuffed to the rail. Cocaine in my system, heart almost failed. From the hospital to the jail, feeling the shame. Because my family seemed to go from honor roll to rolling Mary Jane. After I posted bun, I couldn't come out and be the same daughter two months older this time. She needed her daddy, man. I wanted to be them when she took her first steps. She turned 16 this year. I've been with her every breath. Gave my life to Christ, was set free. That's why my mama wept. Because she's seeing an answer fresh. You know, I could have seen my death. All rejoicing, no regrets. I thank Jesus for my journey because my testimony make these non-believers reconsider burning. Might be a felon, but my Lord offered me heaven, an eternal blessing. That's why I'm a hip-hop reverend. You feel me? So along the way, that's how I put out that All-American Felon Project because that was just the the, the oxymoron. Here you got this All-American, you know, but then, then I get these felonies on my record and it was like even coming to Christ, um, these things follow me, but the story didn't, you know, I, I get out, my, my wife does everything, pawns a wedding ring that night and gets me out of jail. And it's like two weeks later, I get investment money from the record label. I open up a studio and I'm back in there tripping, smoking, back on drugs, right? Weeks later. So this was November, 2006. Now, January, February, 2007, I'm, I'm overdosing. My heart's beating again. And I find myself Calling 911, hanging up, calling 911, hanging up, walking in and out of the red roof end of my office into the strip club. It was a crazy night and I'm on the street and I just started thinking about those demons. I started thinking about the night when I was tased. I couldn't believe that just a couple months later from having that crazy night, here I am getting high again. And I and I told the Lord in that moment, I said, God, forgive me. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I said, if you get me out of this one, I'll serve you. For the rest of my life and I always tell people that's the difference when somebody gives their life to the Lord because I think a lot of people make emotional decisions but the people that have stuck with it they make that statement they let the Lord know in that moment I'll serve you for the rest of my life and that's what I signed up for in that moment and uh April of that year um I threw I flushed I flushed the weed down the toilet and I went to Lakewood Church and knew Joel Osteen always gave you the opportunity. You know, we never like to close a broadcast without giving you a chance to say, you know what I mean? So Compact Center, they had just moved into the Compact Center, April 07. So everybody wants to say yes to the Lord, uh, you know, stand up. And I, I stood up that day and I just remember like the feeling of chains breaking off my life. And the thing was, you know, with people getting record deals and hey man, we get universal and hey, we got this big show, man, hot boy, we opened up for hot boys in, in three months. So those were the things that were keeping me from saying yes to God because there was always an impending opportunity and it was keeping me trapped. And I had to make a decision and say, you know what, regardless of who else get a record deal around me, regardless of who else blow up, regardless of who it, I'm I'm doing this Jesus thing. And I remember going to the club that night, we had a show. And I walked in, you know, and I was like, hey, man, I just want to let y'all know I'm hanging it up. I'm done. And uh, forget who we were opening up for that night. But it was a big show, man. And I remember a guy, uh, Joseph, man, he said, uh, you'll be back. You know what I mean? As I was walking out. And, I, and I, I'm glad he said those words because they haunted me. You know what I mean? And it, and it was, I needed to, to, I needed to know that I could prove 
that I was never going to be back. And I can say, man, since April 07, uh, I haven't backslid. I haven't done drugs. Uh, I've been faithful to the call of God. And God has just continued to promote and elevate and open doors. And I mean, we got a $330,000 donation last year to purchase our first building. Um, just got approved for another million dollars uh, refinanced to, to build another brand new building on the property that we have. And, uh, you know, God's blessing the church. God's blessing the music. Me and my wife doing great. Four beautiful kids. The kids are doing good. And um, I just say all that, giving glory to God and grateful for a second chance. I call that night shock therapy. You know what I mean? And it was definitely the wake up call I needed to be a better husband, be a better father and to truly step out and represent the kingdom and, and push it wholeheartedly, man. And uh, so I love I love sharing the story. It's always a, it's healing for me to hear it, you know, and to say that, man, you know, April 2007, we're almost on what, man, 15, 16 years of faithfulness and God just continues to bless. So that was my, one of my, but the biggest near life ending, I could, God could have ended me that night, but I thank God that I, I called out in his name in the darkest pit and he, he revived me and he gave me another chance and, and uh, I do everything I can to preach and lead as many people to the gospel as possible. Listen, that's amazing. I appreciate you sharing that. And we talk about spiritual warfare all the time on the show. And if that's not one of the biggest examples of you, that raising war between your flesh and your spirit and you understanding what you should be doing compared to your, your flesh is weak. So you continue to keep be vulnerable into it. Listen, man, listen, I told y'all he was going to preach. Uh, we got to go to a break. Uh, I promise you, don't touch that dial because, he listen, he already dropping all these gems. We got Pastor Von Juan uh, on the line with us right now today. Uh, keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Listen, I still got uh, Pastor Von Juan. Uh, yeah, on man. the line with us, and I'm talking about he preaching, preaching this morning. If you are uh, just tapping in, you, you you better if you're on the app, if you're on the serious app, you better hit rewind because I promise you, <laughs> it was some jams dropped that you need to hear. But let's talk about it, man. Uh, I got to get you on, on this music. Talk about Houston culture. Like, what was it like? Yeah, with this the music scene in Houston for somebody on the outside looking in who may have no idea of screw, yeah, have no idea of what the, the 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 whole movement is. Talk about it. Right. I think for me, man, I, I grew up in a beautiful window, man. And I think eighth grade, I remember coming home from a football banquet, went to my boy's crib. And he was like, man, you heard of that screw? And I was like, screw? He was like, bro, you got to hear this. And I remember him, the first time I heard the music slow down. And uh, at first, I, I didn't really like it. But then you just kept hearing about it. It became a strong part of the culture at H-Town, man. And crazy enough, one of our guys from our school, his, his sister was dating screw. So he was always showing up mm -hmm. with like the hottest tapes, you know what I mean? And we would actually show up and, and go to school house on Tuesday nights and the cars would be backed up and you just have to wait. And he had this little gate. Once he opened up the gate, the line would open and people would come by these tapes. People were lining from all over the city to buy these underground screw tapes. And the thing was, you know, it had slow down tracks and then you'd have these freestyle sessions. And it was like Lil Kiki, he was always killing it, Big Pokey. Uh, fat Pat, Big Mo, you know what I mean? And it's like this thing was bubbling up and then you had the June 27th freestyle when Youngster came through and there was this new voice and, uh, you know, and it was just, you know, for me, I, it, I liken it a lot to the Christian hip-hop movement because you see how things kind of barreled on the ground and then blew up and it's the same thing that you saw on the on the street side and, of course, uh, the South Side guys will lead the, the way 
And then you got this next wave that came from Michael Watts and, you know, Paul Wall and, and Slim Thug and all this. But man, it truly became a sound. It truly captured, you know, the music culture. You know, you heard you hear screw in pop music and, and R&B music. And I think um, everybody got a nab and everybody fell in love with this sound for a moment and uh, uh, grow a style from it, man, and be able to do songs uh, with guys like Lil Kiki. I remember the first song I did with Lil Kiki was a track called Money Already Made and uh, then to do a record with Big Pokey, do songs with Paul Wall. And, you know, for me, as I as I got saved uh, and became a pastor, I wanted to get our people uh, the Lecrae sound and these Christian rappers, but the thing was, they weren't ready for it yet. It's like it was too Christian for them. I said, God, what do I do as a pastor? And I went to the studio one night, and Bruce Bang, a producer that uh, works big time in Houston with all the major artists, he's the one that does all the mix and mastering for uh, all the business projects. And he was like, Man, uh, Face was in the studio last night. You know what I'm saying? He might want to work on some music. And, uh, and I was like, Man, well, hey, put me in the door with him. You know what I mean? And I sent them the Grace Still Abides record that uh and it was a Corey Paul and Reconcile record. For but Corey, they didn't it didn't make the album. So they just they just had it sitting with the hook and Reconcile's wife on there and we sent it to Face and he loved it and uh he came by the studio and dropped it, man. And once I had uh the Scarface record, it was a lot easier. I went to Zero, I went to Paul, I went to, you know, Mike Jones, you know, Lil Flip, Baby Bash. Pro, everybody I called up and told me, hey, man, you can't cuss. You know, you can't talk about drugs. Can't nobody trip. You know, Bun B, everybody did the songs. And that project, Grace Still Abides, when I put it out, made a debut number 26 on the Gospel Billboard charts. And it's still a classic in our city. And even outside of Houston, it's still around me. My streams, I mean, it, they've never slowed down on that record. You know what I mean? And it's a beautiful um, evangelical tool. If you got anybody that's like still in the world, but you're trying to get them to understand how grace works and, and how God still loves them, man. You can get them that grace to abides project, man. And I've just been, you know, for me, sometimes people will criticize the fact that I'll, I'll work with uh, mainstream artists. Um, but I feel like God put me in that position to build that bridge. You know what I mean? And to be able to be an authentic voice that makes them comfortable enough to be able to get in the studio and talk about God. And, and, uh, but God still allowed me to, be, see some success on the Christian hip hop side as well, and being a part of the uh, you know the Church Clothes Volume One project with the Welcome to H Town, and and just you know I think that was like the number one downloaded you know CHA mixtape of all time if that if not if it's not still is, and uh, but been able to work with Tadashi and been able to work with um, you know a lot of guys, man, and I, I, I praise God for the 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 being able to be fluid, uh, being able to continue to be myself. And I just try to be a, a, a blessing to the guys in the city. You know, most recently we uh, put out, you know, now we got the Grown and Safe family. And I took got 25 different artists in the city. Some some people people kind of know about. And a lot of guys people maybe have never heard of. But I know they got a heart for God. I know they have talent. Um, Three to Soul Trapper um, is one of those guys. That's that, my guy. You know, is shining. He's got a gift. He can preach. He's anointed. And the talent. Um, I, I can't sit back in the city and see a guy like that and not do what I can to help project him and get him to whatever level we can. So, you know, talk to Doc Watson, got with RMG, Amplify, and, you know, we're able to sign him to, to Grown and Saved, and we'll be putting out his music and, and pushing him out there. But we've got a single out there called Pull Up uh, with Three to Soul Trapper and uh, King Coro. 
that's another like immensely talented dude that that plays every instrument, can rap, sing, um, gospel music, super talented. If y'all don't know King Coral, look him up. And then again, my kids, I got Lil Ziggy. Y'all get ready. Y'all look out for Lil Ziggy. You know the first <laughs> the first record I helped pin it, and then after that he was like, "Now nah, I don't want you writing for me no more, Daddy." And he been writing everything himself, and uh, so he's coming, and we got a lot of uh, young Jaden. Uh, but look it up, man. It's called Grown and Save Family. Family first, man. 25 artists plus me, 25 tracks. And uh, even the final song on there is a very heartfelt record I wrote for an artist named Jay Renee, a uh, girl that I knew since she was a, a small kid, grew up with her mom. Amazing. They were calling her the R&B Princess of Houston. And uh, about a little over a year ago, man, she was hit by a drunk driving, uh, in a drunk driving accident and lost her life. And uh, the, the song that I recorded with her that was never released, we put that as track 25. Um, so that's that's a, a near. There's a lot of songs on there that just over the last few years, God has has given us the blessing to recreate and to record. And hopefully, this is the start. I want y'all to start hearing a lot more from the Grown and Save record label, from the artists, and everything we're doing in the city of Houston. Because I mean, there's just a lot of unity unity in the city. A lot of guys working hard. And uh, I know at one point, you know, Houston was the number one city for Christian hip hop. You know, Lecrae, all those guys, if they look at their Spotify numbers, they'll see that Houston a lot of times is the number one city when it comes to stream download. So I take it uh, a responsibility and put it on my back to make sure we're nurturing that, um, that the that the love is there, that anytime a tour comes to the city, anytime a, a artist comes to the city, they know they can come to Space City Church. I mean, we've done, uh, you know, Tadashi's preached on stage for me. D1's preached on stage for me. I've done events with Lecrae. Um, so yeah, man, we just, you know, I just been trying to be more than just the artist and make sure that the ministry is something that is continuing to lift up, um, the Christian hip hop brand and, and just push the kingdom. Now I appreciate you too as well. And, and I've always saw it and, and I, I appreciate you sharing the importance of building those relationships with those mainstream artists, because we know a lot of them are believers. We know a lot of them, you know, that listen, that's how they feed themselves. You know, they, they got these deals, these record deals, and we might not agree with everything, the content that they put out all the time, but we still know that they are believers and we still need to be in those spaces because a lot of them we know are, are, are not probably even going to anybody's church because they, the first thing they think is, oh, somebody just want to take my money. So that messes up their relationship with Christ because if they don't know how to study their Bible and how to get the tools they need to build the relationship right. with God, yeah, so all they're yeah. going to do is what they know. So yeah, I appreciate you stepping out and saying, you know what? No, no, I come from this circle. I know if God can pull me out this circle, let God be God, but we have to have authentic relationships. And I know, you know, sometimes you pull up on them and if you got to leave the area or leave that situation, yeah. you have the wisdom to know, okay, I said all I need to say. God used me. Let me get up out of here because <laughs> I don't want to backslide either. <laughs> and here's the thing, and they all cool with it. They understand yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of those guys are very authentic and what you see is what you get. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. And they can they, they can tell it. Listen, man, uh, I appreciate you. I got to get you back. I promise you cuz uh yes, we got to get you on one of our real talk conversations. We have a real talk conversation that we have every single day and you'll be Come perfect on. for it. So hey. uh, I I'm going to get you back on just to talk with us and uh you know share your opinions, your thoughts, what God has revealed to you on on a different topic that we might talk about. But listen, yes, tell the people how they can connect with you, Pastor Von Juan, how they can stream your music and please yes, introduce your latest single. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. Y'all can, of course, you can always search Vaughn One on any platform, V-O-N-W-O-N. 
and uh, VaughnWan.org, SpaceCityChurch.com, GrownAndSave.com. And, uh, man, just got a lot of new music coming. I got a song called Get Out The Way. Y'all need to check out. Eric Thomas came by the church. He was loving it and uh, trying to build some bridges there. But, man, check out this song called Pull Up featuring Three The Soul Trapper and King Coro, man. Hope y'all enjoy the music. Reach out to me online. I'm doing features. I'm working. Man, let's make history. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus. Dice the Dicer Gamble. You tune back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry, and it's time to get a little real in the streets out here. We we gonna get a little real today, Dice. Mm. Oh, we it's uh it's gonna be one of them conversations. I know um it's gonna be uncomfortable for not only uh Dice and I, but for you too as well. Mm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for waking up this morning, and uh, our real talk conversation for the day. Mm. We are gonna talk about it. Mm. Facts versus feelings. Ooh. You know, <laughs> we live in a world right now, Dice. Let's be very clear. Uh, you know, the, the cliche phrases is, I don't feel like it, or I'm in my feelings, or, you know, you hear it all the time. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like it. I'm in my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I feel it should be this way. I feel it should be that way. Mm-hmm. And we have never, like, really talked about, you know, examining from a scripture standpoint. Okay, do some of these feelings line up with the facts mm. uh, from a biblical persp- uh, uh, perspective on what God has called us to do? So once again, I'm talking to believers today. Uh, pray for, uh, prayerfully. Uh, everybody listening to us um, understands that, yeah, this is directed towards believers. Uh, thank you for non-believers. If you're listening to us, uh, thank you for listening to us. We mm. pray that you, uh, you know, really uh, develop a great relationship with Jesus Christ because he's okay. the one that's going to save you, not us. Okay. okay. But I, I do. I, I think we need to address this because I see a lot of social media posts. I see a lot of comments. Mm. I'm in circles where we have these conversations about, you know, I, you know, I, I don't feel like getting up today and doing this. I don't mm. feel mm. that God is called to still be in this marriage. Mm. I feel like God has called me to go on to something else. I don't mm. feel mm. Um, like uh, I should have to go to school and get that degree to get that position. I don't feel and I can mm. keep going like yeah, don't, don't, that, that feeling compared to what it really is. It's totally mm-hmm. different. So yeah, let, 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 let's hop into it, Dice. I know, I know you uh, got a lot to say about this. I know, but I mean, let's talk about it because uh, if, if you know me, I, I really don't care about your feelings. I think that's one of. <laughs> Dice, you can't start off like wait a minute. Just all the smoke out the gate. That's it. That's it, man. It's so funny because I, I I promise you, focus. I remember me and my husband were going through, and he asked me a question. And this was him in all of his full arrogance. And he said, so you telling me the only reason why we together is because God told you I was your husband. And I said, yes. <laughs> you, why do you, why do you bust this bubble like that, Dice? He was like, that ain't enough. I said, uh-uh, brother, that's enough. Because on God, that's who I trust. But it's hard when you don't have people who trust God in your life because it looks weird. You're like, so you telling me you believe God that tough that when you saw me, you knew I was the one. Uh-huh. And I ain't been wrong yet. And we'd be a good 15 years this year. But it's like it's 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 a tr- it's a trust. So that facts facts. It's just your facts are real. But your your uh, your opinion is your opinion. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's got opinions. Like my grandma used to say, everybody's got opinions. Like, you know, what you got, you know, 
Everybody got one. But that don't mean it's real. It doesn't mean it's true. And there's three different versions of the truth. Your truth, their truth, and the truth. So, uh uh-uh. I mean, it's only the truth. There's one truth. And that truth don't have very many feelings. So um, this this is a hard one because everybody wants this thing to feel good every day, but life don't feel good every day. You know, this is, it's a challenge sometimes. It, it puts you on an emotional roller coaster. It's hard to trust God sometimes. It's hard to even get up in our own strength sometimes. You know, so how we feel should never dictate what we're doing every day. I mean, that's why you have people that can keep a job long time, long term, and they get promoted. They get they get promoted because they're not showing up every day or they're late every day. They're getting promoted because they're pushing past their what feelings every day. They oh I don't feel like getting up, but I bet you I get up an hour early and I'm on time. Ugh. Oh I don't feel like dealing with these people at my job, but I bet when I get there I put a smile on and I greet everybody in love. Uh huh. Those are the people getting promoted. It's not about how they feel. They're pushing past their feelings to be like no, I, hold me accountable and watch and see that I show up faithfully. So it's, it's your faithfulness that's going to get blessed, not your feelings. So you just brought up the relationship. There ain't nothing in the Bible to say you're going to have a happy marriage. Not now one piece of scripture. Not now oh, one. Oh, you preaching now. You not preaching now. One. now. Uh-uh. Don't say that. And say, man, you'll have a help meet. She will help you to meet whatever it is y'all trying to do together. Mm-hmm. It don't say every day is going to be roses and flowers and candy. It don't say that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think it say somewhere for better or for worse. For better, you will, you will be blessed when you care for her like you care, like Christ cares for the church. You're gonna mm-hmm. be blessed, but it don't. Listen, I'll be real with you. I got some blessings in my life right now. It don't, they don't make me happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I, I see that mortgage come through, I'll be like, oh God, <laughs> oh God, Lord, what you doing? Oh Mercy. I just paid it last week, I thought. That was that last week? Oh, Lord. It's a blessing, but good grief. My husband be like, all the, all the cars came out at once. I'll be like, all the cars? Lord God. Thank you for the, thank you for people, Jesus. But it, it be hurting, y'all. It be hurting. So, uh, but it ain't about my feelings. It's about showing up, being faithful, paying that car note so they don't come and get that car. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we, we have to learn to be dedicated to the facts of life. I think they made a TV show about this back in the day. The facts of life, not the opinion of life. <laughs> wow! It's, you listen. You, you bro, went back though. You, you take the good. You take the bad. You take, take I listen. There you had the facts of life. Wow! <laughs> the facts of life. Yeah, that's right. They wrote a whole theme song about it. That show was the bomb. So it's about the information, and I think that these this is the this separates people who are are successful and focused from those who are not because you have some people that live in fiction mm. and fiction and opinion all day you know so i mean we you know we constantly over here checking people about the facts of life and it's to help them be better and i think that's that's what we should do we're called to uh, love each other but sometimes in love you got to talk about the truth too so what do you think about people? Is it hard for the people in your life to accept the facts or what are people out there rolling on their opinions? I think it's a delicate, uh, it's a delicate balance that needs to uh, approach that we should look at it. That, that's how I feel about it. Because mm-hmm. we, we, like you say, we can get caught up in our feelings. We know mm-hmm. our feelings though can be misguiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be very clear. Especially when you talk about uh, all the people out in these toxic relationships, mm. talking about, oh my goodness, he beat on me, but I feel like uh, God has called me to him. 
the man is laying paws to you every day, dragging you across the road. What it, the, the facts are, this is abusive. You talk about you feel God is going to change him. No, no, no. God, God ain't got nothing to do with him snatching you up, dragging you across the room. Why you ain't call your father, your brother to come beat him up? What are we talking about? Oh, dear Jesus. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Facts or feelings. So let's be very clear. Yeah, your feelings love, are love misguided. Love don't hurt. And I think I never forget my grandmother told me this at a young age. She said, if he'll hit you, he'll kill you. And that was very I was very young, you know, and that's just a story. Like my grand my grandparents, they 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 rumbled, you know what I'm saying? Not not when I came around, but before, you know. But my grandmother was very clear to share with me. If a man will put his hands on you, he will kill you. And as long as you remember that, on that first uh, situation, if you are able to escape, uh, please escape because love don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? But um, I know we wanted to talk about these things like uh, as far as what is and what is not. And love don't hurt like that. You know what I'm saying? Marriage can be difficult. You know, you may argue, scream, fuss and have disagreements and things like that. But if you are adults, you should be able to walk that out. And come back to a loving conclusion of either we're going to agree to disagree or we'll pick this up tomorrow and see if we can't meet halfway. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't get into that. But I mean, well, let, let me bring up another one. That's good. Go I thank you. For, go thank you for saying that. I got to bring up another one. Bring up another so one. let's be very clear. I feel like I should be riding in a G wagon. Let's be very clear. That boy. Look, I, I don't know. I just uh, listen. Chromed out kid on that joker. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Look, mm-hmm. look, look! You know, paint job is 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 flawless. Mm-hmm. That joke is gonna set you back about one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. Let's be very clear. If you get a brand new one, if you're going to get mm-hmm. a twenty twenty three, it's gonna mm-hmm. set you back about one hundred fifty. So uh, I can feel like I should ride that all I want, mm-hmm. but if I don't make enough money to pay for it, mm-hmm. that's a real reality. Fact is, I go get that G wagon. I'm gonna be house poor mm-hmm. if I don't have the finances to pay for that. $1,200, $1,500 car note because that's where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, If you be real with yourself, it's going to be at least $1,000 up. Let's mm-hmm. be very clear. So do you have the money to pay for that G-Wagon? Is that wisdom going to get that G-Wagon or should you just go get you that Ford or that you know uh, Chevy truck or something else nice? You still can have your feeling of yeah, I got me a nice truck because I work hard every day. Boom, this is good. So, yeah, fact of feeling. You you, you, you have to weigh that. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let, let's be very mm-hmm. clear. I feel like I should be uh, laying on an island right now instead of being on the radio this morning. Well, I always feel like I should be laying on an island somewhere soaking up somebody's sun, melanin, just eating. You know what I'm saying? I feel that way. You know, but the Bible is very clear about us being good stewards of the little that God has given us, you know, so that we can have those things. And here's the thing. Nothing wrong with wanting nice things, but that's when we really have to seek God on our finances. We talk about finances all the time on here. Like, where are you with your money? Is your is your rent paid? And I would suggest, like, are you paid up a couple months? Okay. I don't want to be like, oh, we good this month. But what what would your boy stop living check to check? And if you live in check to check, you don't need a new car. And I've already said it before, they're wrong with having a piece of cash car, you know? And then here's the thing, be a good steward of that cash car. And then your next vehicle can be whatever you want it to be. But listen, you got to take care of your household. Your kids need food, your husband and your wife. Y'all should be taking care of that household first. And it's not about a look. I brought this up the other week. I told my husband, I don't want to be black rich. I just want to be rich. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is break that down? What's the black rich? Break that down. Oh, you look like you got something. 
Oh, but you ain't got nothing. Ain't got nothing. Everything in your house. Sound like facts, facts versus feelings to me. Talking about yeah, that's what it sounds like. Everything on rent. You ain't paid for nothing in your house. You know your your house note behind thirty sixty days. Your car note behind thirty sixty. Your credit cards maxed out. But yeah, you out here buying because you got you got more bills than you got money, huh? That's right. That's right. But you feel like you should look like a certain way but I, you look like a fool and here's the thing especially when you call me ask me for $50 and I see you on Instagram out in Tahiti with, with some rented uh, rent the runway outfit on so no or, no no or, or a happy hour no or a problem. happy hour oh, I did not just see you a happy hour you oh, were just yeah. sitting down at happy yeah. hour having you some wings and some, yeah. and some brews yeah, what we doing right. Little Ray Ray need a woo woo de woo for woo de woo. No, 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 no. He gonna need it too. He gonna need, he gonna need it. it. He calling somebody else. That's right. Call somebody else. Because you're out here flexing real hard right now. Please. But it's just like the fact is, and it's, and this, obviously for those of you that had kids, you already know how this goes. In their mind, they should have everything. In my mind, I should have everything too. But the fact is, I have had a job since I was five. I have worked two jobs since I was 15. Therefore, anything, any purchases over $3,000 that I see I want to go do on any daily basis that I feel free enough to do, I can do. But you can't do what I do because you haven't worked the way I work. You don't put in the time I put in. You ain't got the 401k, the savings, the cash, the crypto. You ain't got none of this. So, yes, I get to go do that because I put in the work. That's a fact. You can please check my Social Security. But you have yet to get on your grind so no you don't get to live like me so please be mad at yourself that you're not out here hustling hard right now and it is hard to hear the truth that's what i'm saying like but if we never give people the truth they're not going to figure it out you know what i'm saying and god really will direct our steps that's proverbs 3 5 through 6 so you can figure this thing out if you're like man god i feel this way but let god order your steps you know what i'm saying and get it in the right timing because some of you may yeah and maybe it's for you to have a million dollar house but is it is it for you right now you know what i'm saying no that's real and shout out right now shout out to you shout out to you dice you said something and i I, I know we're going to break you said in my mind i should be in something and, and, and you know what i thought about i thought about that heather haley song in my, in my mind. mind he'll always be i always be mind. his lady you the side chick. Yeah, in your mind. Stop it. You are the side. He going home to his wife every every dollar he got going there. He might get a little money to trick with you. But in your mind, you need to come out of that. That's a feeling. Stop it. Stop it. The fact is, you are his side woman. You shouldn't be doing it. You know he married no anyway. So you should feel bad about marrying, messing with a married man. Ooh. So it's accountability on your side. And yes, he's a scumbag for being a married man and even messing with and entertaining you too as well. So yes, I, I just want to bring up them facts and fictions. I mean, facts versus feelings. Let's be very clear. You might feel that you should be the side chick. No, you shouldn't. The fact is, no, you shouldn't be a side chick. No, you shouldn't be married, messing with a, a married man or no, you shouldn't be married with a, a, a married woman. Let's be very clear. You shouldn't be the side dude either. For all you guys out there, the side dudes. No, no, ain't none of that. Stop it. Yeah, let, let's let's keep it a buck. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Yes, we talking facts versus feelings today. We coming back with more. We ain't done yet. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, Visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. Deeds Day Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. We're mm-hmm. talking 
facts versus feelings today. And uh, Dice, I know it's about time. We got to uh, wrap this thing up and put some Bible on it. But I, I, you came up with a, a good example while we were on break uh, to just give to the people too as well. Mm. Which one? <laughs> I want to give them everything, but good grief. We just don't have the time to talk about facts, uh, you know, versus, you know, your feelings your feelings which your feelings are just an opinion and your feelings come and go and you and I both know some days you feel the type of way and the next day you don't but some people feel a type of way forever and uh they can take their opinion and try to make it a fact and here's the thing so I want to be clear about this this is why the bible says renew your mind daily focus is because whatever you tell your mind or whatever you rehearse in your mind becomes true to you and this is why some people have mental health issues is because they've constantly replayed uh, a certain audio or videotape in their brain. And now they feel like it's truth. This is how people pass lie detector tests. They'll be like, man, they've been practicing that lie for so long. I didn't kill them. They're not in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they take the lie detector test and they pass it because they've learned to control their heart rate because they've taught their mind, hey, the lie. So this is the lie. And I got to stay with that lie. I can't change it. And, you know, so uh, it's unfortunate, but we have to pray against that lying spirit. It's from the enemy. We got to really rebuke that. But I wanted to make sure we knew who we were in Christ. You're talking about facts versus feelings. And I think the enemy is always making us feel unloved. So when we're talking about like, even in the side side hustle, but the side chick or side dude relationships, the only reason why people do that is they don't feel like they are loved by God. And that's a trick of the enemy. But you are love. So first John three and one, see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. So it's like you are a child of God and you have to remember that. Like God created you with a purpose on purpose. And you have to, you just got to remember these things because the enemy will try to make you be like, nah, you the same old you. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new what? Creature. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. You're not who you were yesterday. Even if you just, uh, you know, are walking out of a bad relationship, you know, that's, that's not you anymore. You know what I'm saying? If you've given your life to Christ, Christ, you're new. So go walk and be new. You don't have to keep going back. And the enemy, this is how you will know who the enemy is. Fact versus your feelings. Every time you feel insecure, you typically revert back to your past. You never mm-hmm. lean in. You never lean into what's going on tomorrow or the future or what God says. You usually fall back into old habits, into old people's arms, into old relationships and areas, you know, things like that. So just know, like, if you feel like you're falling backwards, that's not where God wants you to be. You need to be fast forward, moving forward, you know, walking in God's love and remembering he's got new for you and it's time to look new go new places get around new people and do new different things so um you know but as far as feelings and emotions um listen don't stay stuck in your feelings your feelings get you caught there's so many people that have committed murder off of feelings and wish they would have just taken a minute and maybe you got some tips but i want to share this tip with you one of my friends told me at work one day He said, if I get an email and I'm upset, I never respond the day of. He said, I just don't. He said, because I know me and I know I'm going to say something. I don't have no business saying. So I wait and I'll respond the next day after I've taken time to think about it because I know I'm an emotional human. So I'm going to be stuck in my feelings. And my husband is really good at holding back his response. I'm not very good at it. 
I'm very, I'm very response able. I am like most wives aren't. Most wives aren't. What you say? Like boy, like just. I think my wife do. I think my wife do it on purpose too, as well, because she just want me to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially we outside. You yeah, listen. She she got the confidence saying, "What? What? <laughs> what? What? Don't, let me call my husband over here." Oh, you just you just gonna make me uh, get into a situation today. Bless your life. Thank you, thank you. I know, I'm, I'm old. I ain't twenty no I'm more. You realize this though, you know. You yeah. gonna rub my back when I get through. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell you, man. Um, that's something wives have to learn too. You know, it's it's tough to not be super responsive and I think men probably are a little bit better at that where they'll take a minute and think about a thing first before they really respond so shout out to all the men who kind of hold it but yeah your feelings can get you caught up you know just by you feeling a type of way saying the wrong thing it can really disrupt relationships forever and then it'll take y'all counseling 30 40 years later you know where you hopefully where you can sit down and say well you have said but I'll be honest um I was watching Oprah one day and she was talking about um What's the lady that does the poetry? The Risen. Oh, I can't think of her name right now. Anyway, she was saying it's not what they call you, but it's what you answer to. So if you're walking and somebody calls you a name or something, if you turn around, you in your feelings. But if you know they're not talking to you, keep on walking. If you know that's not you, keep on walking. You, if you know that they, not, you know that's not your behavior anymore, just keep on walking because you don't want to get caught out there in your feelings by answering to a name that is not you anymore. Even you know it could have been the old you, but it ain't Tuesday. So just keep on walking. It ain't gonna kill you to keep on walking. Yes, I agree. You know, there's no ain't no war you got to fight because somebody calling you names. You know what I'm saying? Don't just don't put your hands on me because then we're gonna have to handle. Some oh yeah, it's over. You, it's over for you. You can say what say what you want to say, but I'm not gonna be in my feelings because you said what you had to say. You know, but I will be in my uh, feelings if you put your hands on me. I, I'm gonna be yeah. all in my feelings. The Lord knows you had you you had a uh, you had a chance. Now you already cut me out. Go about your business. Now you walk over here, you're gonna limp back. Pray for me. <laughs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. But no, our identity is in Christ. And uh Isaiah 43 and 4 says, Since you are precious and honored in my sight, it is it's because I love you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just God constantly reaffirming with us in his word that he adores us. You know what I'm saying? Like we are loved and constantly our insecurities are usually just the enemy saying we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not rich enough. We're not strong enough. You know, ooh, look at you. You still making mistakes. You know what I'm saying? You you can't get it. You slow. You know what I'm saying? Like the enemy is so quick to call us outside of what God called us. And we will get stuck in our feelings if we listen to that voice. So that's why it's important to get into your word and know what God says about you, what God has called you. You know, he's called you by name. You know what I'm saying? Isaiah 43 and one. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Like we belong to God. We don't belong to anything that we've done in our past that was messed up. So we really got to get outside of those feelings of guilt and condemnation and walk in the power that God has given us. You know, we got to gotta walk in the Holy Ghost and all of the power of God, knowing that we serve the mightiest, biggest God ever, the only one and true God. So, um, yeah, the feelings versus the facts. I think it starts with the word and the Bible's clear about, hey, the beginning of all knowledge is the fear of God. And that's and that's a healthy fear, not just, oh, God, I'm afraid of you, but just like mm-hmm. the reverence of being created by God. 
you know, that is the beginning of knowledge. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, folks. If we start there when kids are young, they will not have these insecurities when they get older. Like, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not wanted. It's like, now you need to get in your word and know, <laughs> and know you're precious in God's sight. Yes. Um, you know, for real. So, listen, I'm going to just give some tips on. Uh, give the tips. I, I'm, I'm going to give some tips on how to focus mm. on the facts Ooh, instead right. of the feelings. Let's go. I think we need to hold ourselves accountable individually and get and grow from it. So first, let's be very clear. Lay out the situation. Mm. What's going on? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. I think so much, so many times we don't lay out the situation mm-hmm. and uh, keep it plain and understand. Uh, you need to take a moment and define the problem and make sure you understand what your role is in the situation mm-hmm. and whoever else you have the problem with what their role is. Mm-hmm. Now, understand that you need to control your emotions because you can't control their emotions. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. You can't. You cannot control their emotions. So a, a good way of being able to lay out the situation, understand what it is, and mm-hmm. really control your emotions, that's a, a good tip. The mm-hmm. second thing I would argue, let's be very clear. You need to be um, knowledgeable about your circle, about uh, whoever is making the comments or mm-hmm. when, when, when you're talking about, you know, fact versus fiction. I mean, mm-hmm. fact Versus feelings, feelings, understanding yeah. the the, uh, the the problem itself, because mm-hmm. it's it's usually a problem when we talk mm-hmm. about why we even debating this or why we even talking about this. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, become knowledgeable about the situation. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're calm and you focus on the facts. Stop yeah. making up stuff. I'm tired of yeah. y'all making up stuff and got all these gray areas. No, 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 no. 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 What about no, the no. if people? What about the if people? I tell my husband this when I met him. If what? If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. And oh, need, my goodness. You need to keep, yeah, the, yes. keep the what if monster yes. in the closet. Keep him in yes. the closet. Just go cut his head off because he keep coming back. Well, if, 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 and it's like, stop because you brought up facts and feelings, but if, <laughs> if, ain't a, if ain't a fact, you know, if it's not even a situation, yeah, stick, go ahead, keep going. Stick to the situation. The next uh, thing, and I got this from you, Dice. Shouts out to the Dicer. Listen, get your little journal, get your little notepad. Listen, make a pros and a cons list. One way to be clear and to clear your head mm-hmm. is to make sure you write it down. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. You need to understand the pros and the cons of the situation. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want to need to put it on paper or maybe this is therapeutic for some of y'all that are toxic in this mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. let's be very clear. You need to write it down, write you a list with both the pros and the cons of the situation. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find out what is a fact <laughs> and what's in your feelings. <laughs> Because it's going to be very plain. It's going to be very plain once you sometimes you might just need to see yeah. it on paper. Yeah. Um, and I think the last thing I, we need to do. Stop worrying. I think we worry too much and we get ourselves in the way and we don't leave room for God. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I think we worry too much <laughs> and we get in the way of not allowing God to be God. Listen, I know we all are CEOs, bosses. And we want to control and run stuff, but some stuff, no, no, we don't need to run. We don't need to control. We need to be led by the spirit. We need to make sure God is over it. So, yes, I think that's very, very, very important when you talk about uh, understanding the situation, um, making sure you understand how your impact on this situation, like the, the severity of it. Like, let's be very clear. 
you know, mm-hmm. when you make this comment or you you hate on this person or you you stay stuck in this toxic relationship. Listen, it, this is this is what it's going to be. My, my my old man told me a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He said, "When when somebody show you they spade, son, they showed you they spade. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you're going to change that person because mm-hmm. that's you and your feelings. You're trying to change them. No, no, they have showed you who they are mm-hmm. at the core. This is who they are." So this is a fact. This is not going to probably change 50 years from now, 20 years from now. We know mm-hmm. God can be God, but there are certain things and characteristics that we all have that probably have never changed. That's just being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, he was big on that. Once a, once a, once a man show you his faith, mm-hmm. know that that's what you got to deal with. That's that's what it is. That's a fact. So, yeah, it's a fact. So, yeah, I, listen, I just wanted to share those things. I pray that this uh, convo <laughs> bless y'all today. Uh, we love you. So I know I know y'all be like, they be tripping. No, we don't be tripping we just want to make sure we get better and once again we we getting better in this area too as well mm-hmm. once again i tell y'all call us out guys mm-hmm. and i are not above reapproach mm-hmm. we want to get better we want to grow together that's what kingdom building is all about listen we got to go to a music break we're coming back with closing thoughts keep it locked you're tuning into the fix and the fix is in Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And listen, um, I, I know y'all uh, enjoyed that show today. I know in the intro, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, these, all these comments and everything that's going on on social media with uh, yesterday. We had uh, Pastor Dietrich Haddon and as well, uh, Lady Dominique on the show to talk about him. It's a dance that uh, his wife gave him the celebration. And Dice, you said something in the intro. I just want to touch on on um, being able to share um, pictures on social media and my take on it and my perspective. So I want to touch on that uh, before we got out of here. And I was just saying that I, I think that some people are not uh, like to post myself. So like, I'm if, if you notice. Anything on my personal page? Really, I don't really post. Really, everything yeah. is on the radio show page. Tell me why. Just because, because I'm not, I'm not really into those experiences. I share with my wife are with me and my wife or my family. It's not because I'm embarrassed of what I do because I ain't doing nothing wrong. So that's not it. So I was just saying some people are just don't post uh, everything that they do or their celebrations. Once again, I like to keep my memories to myself. I don't like to invite everybody into that world of me for security reasons. I'm going to be honest with you. So a lot of it is security. I try not to put too many pictures up of my family in general. But let's let's be very clear. I, I stand right on the right side. I enjoy dancing with my wife. And yes, we ain't church girl, church boy dancing. We enjoying each other. And yes, absolutely. We going home afterwards and we touching and agreeing in full agreement. Let's be very clear. <laughs> Let's be very clear. So that's why I brought up the old dances, the old songs that I know a lot of in our eras can, can relate to the, the atomic dog, uh, you know, the different songs. Come on, stop it. Everybody was doing the dog. Everybody's sexual healing. Let, let's be very clear for a lot of our parents. Don't act new. Let, let, let's let's keep it above. But I know, but I think, you know, and, I, and we both know, and you made a very great comment about around my around my family and i think what i want to be clear about is patrick pastor dietrich and his wife they've gotten a lot of side eye comments from their family you know what i'm saying like this ain't just regular you know uh joe blows who don't know them that's why i'm like are you serious like in the protection of my community you know what i'm saying that's the disgusting part it's like like I'm not even out here putting out a full link uh, video. I ain't doing R. Kelly. 
I ain't out here on no Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? But but you know what I'm saying? I ain't out here on no Chris Brown. These are the people you know and love. But when when they when they out here doing the foulest of the foul, I ain't even gonna get into the bestiality and how y'all feel about animals. So it's like all this y'all you're just trying to play me about my wife? Like I just that's why I said it's offensive to me. Cause I'm sitting here like, man, he's been really kind. I mean, even Vibe magazine, all these I was like. These magazines are picking up this article. That's why I said it's a twisted idea of what sex is and what a relationship is in 2023. And it's a shame that y'all think believers cannot express their love for their mates. And, and, and I'm talking about in a very natural, fun way. This wasn't anything where somebody planted cameras up in their house. You know what I'm saying? And saw them doing something really wild. It's like, man, they're just trying to celebrate their love for each other and we can't support that that says a lot about the church so i'm glad that pastor domarella posted that yeah the church is sexually frustrated absolutely because you are confused about what a relationship is you're confused about what it means to love your wife or your husband you're confused about what a covenant is and until y'all understand that yes you will be offended when i show up and i love my wife in public love my husband and i can't wait to go on vacation now because i'm like i'm i'm over it it's ridiculous. It's like, I shouldn't have to feel like I can't post anything fun because y'all going to judge me. What is that? That's a problem in the church. And I think the church has to own that. It's like, listen, and it ain't about everybody put out twerking videos next week. And here's the deal. She really didn't twerk on like she could have. So I'm just saying like, everybody has to take a moment. Everybody who's posting this negative crap, y'all need to take a moment and really ask God, what am I doing? What did I say? Why do I feel the way I feel? And do I need to repent to this man and this woman? For real. Go on and make it public. Don't be over there being a, a, a you're a thumbs, your Twitter hero. You got thumbs, you're a hero behind a keyboard. Some of y'all need a man and woman up and be like, you know what? I'm jealous. I was jealous. It threw me off. I did I, I should have celebrated you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the way it should be. I'm happy that y'all love each other. Wow, I'm excited. I hope I get that kind of love. I'm praying to God for that kind of partner. Some of y'all need to double back and go repent. And I mean that. And don't DM me about this because I promise you we will go live. I promise you. And everything you got to say to me, we will sit here and I will be happy to point out where your disgust and anger towards them is unnecessary. Yeah. I love marriages. But, mm -mm, don't do that. I'm done, folks. I see your face over there. I'm just like, it's just, listen, it's listen. just too much for me. That's why I'm like, y'all are wilding right now. Wilding out. Listen, we want to thank our brother, uh, Von Juan, for stopping through today. Uh, definitely uh, go check him out. He has a new compilation out uh, with uh, 25 different artists on it. We talk about kingdom building and yeah. being able to uh, show off uh, the kingdom at a high level. So uh, I definitely want you guys to support my brother. He's a pastor. He's a super dope artist. Been in the game for a long, long time. Let's be very mm -hmm. clear. Uh, he's been doing powerful, powerful things for the kingdom. Uh, everything in H-Town he's been doing. Uh, he is the pastor of uh, Space City Church. Mm. Um, and like I say, uh, listen, uh, he has the Grown and Save uh, ministry down there too as well uh, for everybody down there. So listen, just just go support my brother. He's doing powerful things in the kingdom. Um, definitely support his music. 
because uh, the music is super, super dope. And like I said, he's been doing it for uh, at a high level for a long, long period of time. Listen, we appreciate y'all listening to our facts and feelings uh, conversation today, Dice. Uh, right. Listen, uh, mm-hmm. it was it was much needed. I think we do need to identify, you know, what's a fact and what's our feelings. And where's the balance in between knowing that, yeah, th- this is a reality. We need to really face. Some of us are have demons. You know, we're running from demons and we're running from issues that we really need to uh, deal with. So, yeah, really, really make sure you take a look at your life and make sure, you know, you, you try to do things the best you can um, realistically and, and make sure you understand the difference between facts and feelings because feelings can be misguided and, and they can misguard your heart. Listen, that's it for us for the day. Uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, we are going to uh, tap in tomorrow. Y'all know what tomorrow is. It's the winning prescription. Stop playing. Yeah. We got 10 new bangers. You know how Dice and I do it. Uh, I, I think I won last week, but she's going to think she won, so it don't matter. Oh, so we, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, we winning now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been winning. I, oh I, I, ain't, I ain't stunned you. I've been winning. I, I, yeah. Because you told my mouth about two weeks in a row, and I ain't wow. been right since, and, I, and I'm coming back. So, wow. yeah. And, and notice, okay. listen, we we having friendly competition. Yeah, ain't yeah, nothing yeah. personal. Ain't, yeah, don't nobody be uh, DMing us talking about they over there arguing. No, we ain't. We just having a friendly competition. <laughs> two DJs that are having yep. a friendly conversation. That's it. all. But I yes, the winning prescription is going down tomorrow. Of course, we look to educate, inspire, encourage, give you ten songs that really will motivate you. And you know, maybe you know about them, maybe you don't. But yes, we want to give you some some music to get back in your spirit. We call it spiritual detox around here. Listen, until tomorrow, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement is always the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.